Welcome to the fourth episode of the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Philip Osumba and I am your host. First and foremost, I would like to remind you about the conference by the Centers for Spiritual Living Kenya, which will be happening on 2nd to 4th February 2024. That is 2nd to 4th February 2024. And for more info- information, you can visit www.cslkenya.org. That is www.cslkenya.org. In the last episode, we discussed about the illusions of requirement and the illusion of judgment, where we asked the question, who would be the judge if we are all to be judged? And who would be the judge if judgment existed if at all it exists because we are all one so who would be the judge and then we went on to ask whether it was possible to look at scenarios and circumstances in our lives without attaching any meaning to them also we looked at the question what happens after we've been judged and this brought us to the seventh illusion which is the illusion of condemnation since judgment and condemnation go hand in hand, as in you can't have condemnation without judgment, we thought that there ought to be, we decided or understood that one was judged to determine whether they should receive the reward of meeting certain requirements. We concluded this when we tried to determine what requirements to fulfill in order to avoid judgment and condemnation. And by going back to the first illusion, we told ourselves that God separated himself from us when we failed to meet certain certain requirements. Our cultural story states that we, when, we were in, when we were perfect, we lived in a perfect world, which was paradise, and we enjoyed life everlasting but we committed the original sin that made us imperfect. And alas, our experience of perfection in every way ended. In our perfect state, we never died. Death did not exist. There was enough of life, enough of everything that we could think of. But since our perfection ended, when we committed the original sin, we accepted the fourth illusion that insufficiency exists. There was not enough of life anymore. So death must have been a consequence of the original sin. There was a punishment of not meeting the requirement. But how could that be true? If everyone dies at some point. So how could death be a punishment for not meeting the requirement? Even those who died even those who, me, who met the requirements also died. Perhaps from the fourth illusion of insufficiency, we saw that the fact that death existed, it signified insufficiency of the universe. But if death was a result of insufficiency, then what was the outcome of not meeting the requirement? Then there was something very wrong. It just didn't make sense, and we had to go back to our original myth 
our original story that God threw Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden when they did not meet the requirement. This created disunity, which created insufficiency, which in turn created requirement. So insufficiency was the result of God's punishment. The punishment was separation and insufficiency was the punishment. We reasoned that death had a purpose and it must have been to punish us for not meeting the requirement. Because without death, there only existed that which had existed in the first place, eternal life. And if we, and if we could live forever, what then was the consequence of not having met, having met God's requirement? So that which was always there had to be called the reward. That's it. We decided life everlasting is the reward. But now we had another problem. If death existed, then life everlasting could not. Since no two forces or reality can exist at the same time, being creative and clever creatures, we decided that death of the physical body did not meet the end of us. We decided that life must go on forever after physical death. Again, but life, but if life continued forever after physical death, then what was the point of death? It had no point, and so there had to be created an after-death experience, another outcome which we called condemnation. It fits so perfectly because it agreed with the second illusion that failure exists, that the outcome of life is in doubt. Now we were happy. We have solved the, con the conundrum. We could have our cake and eat it too. We could have death and life everlasting, punishment and reward. By placing both after death, we were able to make death itself not the punishment, but simply the ultimate manifestation of insufficiency. Affirming the fourth illusion that insufficiency exists. But in truth, death does not exist. To say it does is to say we do not exist because we are life itself. To say death exists, we could be saying that God does not exist. If God is everything that is, and if all things form a unified whole, then if one of them dies, all things die, and God cannot die. We need to understand that if God cannot die, then we cannot die. And there is always more. We will learn to use the illusion of insufficiency to serve us. We can relax because we know that we have more time even though there is a sense that time is running out. This illusion of condemnation separates us into two groups. Those who have fulfilled the requirement and those who haven't, it says that we are separate from everyone and anyone. It says that there is, no, there is not enough, not even enough of God. And we have to do something in order to have enough. And we, ha we are carefully watched to make sure we meet that requirement. And if we do not, we will be condemned.
This does not seem to be a loving thing to do. Yet, in all our cultural beliefs and myths, we have portrayed God to be love, unconditional and unfathomable love. If God is love, how can condemnation exist? How could God condemn us to everlasting torture beyond description? These are some of the questions that we began to ask. And we realized that the seventh illusion of condemnation wasn't correct. And instead of seeing it as an illusion, we tried to fix it with yet another illusion. The illusion of conditionality. I would like to remind you about the conference by the Centers for Spiritual Living Kenya, which will be happening on 2nd to 4th February 2024. That is 2nd to 4th February 2024. And for more inv- information, you can visit www.cslkenya.org. That is www.cslkenya.org. Welcome back to our podcast today. We are discussing the illusions of man and in particular in this podcast, in this episode, we are discussing the seventh and eighth illusion. Now on to the eighth illusion, which is the illusion of conditionality. It was introduced as a characteristic of life in order to solve the issues arising from the illusion of condemnation. And we thought everything in life must be conditional. This was evident in the second illusion that the outcome of life is in doubt and that failure exists. If we fail to win God's love, God's love is unconditional. We must meet some requirements and if we do not meet these requirements, we will be separated which clearly affirms the third illusion that separation exists. Conditionality does not exist. That which is, just is. And there are no conditions under which it cannot be. It is impossible for that which is not to be. This is why life is eternal, because life is that which is and that which is cannot cease to be. Life always was, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. So too with God. For God is what life is. So too is love. For love is what God is. Love therefore knows no conditions. Love simply is. The experience of conditionality and the experience of love cannot be exist at the same time in the same place our idea that they can is what is destroying us we choose to leave this illusion at a very high level and the result is we are now threatened with extinction but we can't be threatened with extinction because we are life itself every one of our religions have taught us that conditionality exists and that we must do something to be worthy of God's love and earn a ticket to eternal life and we have spent lifetimes in the quest to figure out what these conditions could be. 
if we met these requirements, no problem. What if we did not? This search led us through a blind alley. For there are not conditions. We may have the life that we desire. And whatever afterlife we may imagine by simply choosing it. We can't really believe this, surely. It can't be that simple. We say and firmly believe in meeting certain requirements. We have forgotten that we are creative beings and we imagine that somehow God can fail to have something that he desires. In this case, all his children going back to him. Meaning that God must not be truly creative, but a dependent one. If God was truly creative, he would be able to create anything he chooses. But it seems he is a dependent God, dependent upon certain conditions in order to get what he wants. These conditions that humans could not imagine in order to get back home to God. So we did the best we could or just made up some of these conditions to explain and they were explained through religions. Religions could not only explain the requirements but also explain how we could recapture God's love if we did not meet the requirements. Thus, the concept of forgiveness and salvation were born. They became the conditions to obtain God's favor and God's love. God says, I love you if and only if. And yet we continue making up these rules and conditions and say that these conditions came from God. And if there are hundreds of religions pointing at several thousands of conditions, it is not because God has given us mixed messages, but because the masses, the human race, has not gotten it right. But of course, we have gotten it right. It is just the other people in different religions who have not understood the requirements of God. And there are a lot of ways to solve this. We could ignore them. We could convert them or simply decide to eliminate them in God's name. All of these solutions we've tried and because we had a right and responsibility to do so. This was the work of God, wasn't it? Were we not called upon to convince and convert others so that they might know what's right? And we justified this by killing them and cleansing ethnicities that could not be convinced. Clearly, this was a flaw in the illusion of conditionality. And we came up with a new illusion to cover for the eighth illusion, and this was the illusion of superiority. In the next episode, we are going to discuss about the final illusions, the ninth illusion of superiority and the tenth illusion of ignorance. So stay tuned and watch out for the next episode. If you've loved this episode, feel free to share it with amongst your friends 
and families in order for them to enjoy the episode too. Thank you very much for joining me today. I've been your host, Philip Osumba. Namaste and God bless.